0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveller podcast, part of the Informed Traveller radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveller. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, we'll head to Toronto, where the Sheraton Centre Toronto recently celebrated their 50th anniversary. So we'll chat with the general manager of the Sheraton Centre Toronto to learn more about it. And the Hawaiian Tourism Authority recently launched their Malama Hawaii program where you can volunteer for things like a beach cleanup or a native tree planting, for example, and qualify for a special discount or even a free night from a participating hotel. So we'll learn more about that as well. But first, we're going to start our podcast out talking about travel reward smiles and points, how to collect them faster, how to use them better to get the most value from them. And whenever we talk about travel rewards, our go-to guy is Patrick Soyka. He's the founder of Rewards Canada. The website is rewardscanada.ca. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Randy. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me on again. This is the kind of deal I'm thinking of, um, how to collect your rewards miles or points, whatever you want to call them, faster. And I'm always thinking, well, first of all, is, is it good to set a goal? Like if you're going to use travel rewards, say, to... Uh, go to, I don't know, Los Angeles, Disneyland, pick a destination, is it good to set a goal and say, okay, this is our goal, and, and if we collect enough points, we've got a trip? Is that is that a good way to start?
1: Absolutely. That that helps out a lot, actually. Um, you can go into the points and miles wor- world without any plans, any ideas, a- and collect, because there's some, some programs out there that are very flexible in how you can use them, so you can just collect those. But having a goal in mind can really help you, uh, you know, kind of guide you to see where you should be earning the points and how you should be earning them and kind of focus, you know, I guess your shopping and your travels to collect more in that program. And, and you know, like you said, so it could be that Los Angeles trip. And, and that's something you ask yourself is, are you going for a family force? So do you want to collect points for family foreign an economy class? Or are you going to go for the Augusto and try to go for business class, which can be you know way more many points yeah. than that. And I think for most Canadians, it is that economy class. So that's something you look at. It's like, well, you know what? I can collect enough points for one business class ticket, or I can collect enough points for four economy class tickets. And suppose, so yes, yeah, so you kind of set yourself a goal. Say, so, yeah, I want to, I want to get enough points to redeem for four economy class tickets between Calgary, Vancouver uh, to Los Angeles, or something, you know, wherever from mm. Western Canada, Eastern mm. Canada, you name it. Um, and in the program you're at, you look at we see what you know what they require for points.
0: Yeah, at least you got uh, you know you know where you're going with these points, and you can adjust accordingly. And I suppose it's like any goal; you, you kind of want to make it realistic because if you're trying to collect a million points <laughs> within a year, <laughs> it might be a little bit difficult. difficult. Exactly. So, uh, give us some tips on how to get there. I was always thinking, like, if you can move your everyday or monthly purchases on a card that collects points, uh, why not? Right? I, I'm certainly we're not uh, advocating people to go into Debt here, but if no. it's a monthly purchase, anyways, uh, like groceries exactly. or something, why not move them where you're collecting the points?
1: Exactly, you know. So your grocery purchases, uh, your some of your insurance. Most insurance companies accept credit card payments. Uh, some utilities do, and you do try and put as many on there. Um, and like you said, you don't want to go into debt over your spending. But like I said, if these are your normal spending, you can just kind of shift your habit. Instead of taking, a, you know, having a, a direct debit out of your bank account where mm-hmm. you get nothing other than pulling the money out of your account, put it on your credit card. And then you can also set up, you know, automatic payments to your credit card or have your credit card. You know, there's there's ways you can set it up that it's automatically withdrawn to pay yeah. your credit card. So, so just shift, you know. Your methodology for paying—you're not paying anything different, but you're going to—you're rewarded.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to be spending that money anyways, it's in- instead of you know taking it out of your bank account, just put it on your credit card, right, and pay it off every month. Um,
1: exactly.
0: Now there are always there's always bonuses coming out, right? That everybody has the you know, extra bonuses; those are good to take advantage of too, right?
1: Oh absolutely whether it 's for grocery stores, um, you know whether it 's more rewards Scene plus air miles, you name it there's always some sort of bonuses there for 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 some shopping or buying gas um, you know, know petrol points every has some bonuses don 't go out of your way to earn a bonus unless mm. it 's something you 're going to use and then there's you know little tricks too um, a lot of times the grocery stores will offer um, bonus points for buying gift cards so you can do that as well and then use the gift card in the future now when
0: it comes time to redeeming uh and and actually using those points are there's certain tips that you can you can do to get the best value
1: yeah absolutely so with most programs travel is the best value um you know, there's a couple that we're redeeming for cash is now this gives you the same value as uh, as the travel but in most cases it's the travel and it's and, and you're just going to look for those deals. Uh, a lot of them have become, like you said, so flexible. So if we're talking about American Express membership rewards points, uh, Scene Plus points, even BMO rewards now because they've become more flexible. You basically go out and buy your travel how you want with who you want. So you can maximize that by going and buying. You know, If, if you're wanting to save as much as you can, you can go buy tickets on an ultra-low-cost carrier like Lynx Air or Flare Airlines. Uh, again going to disney that mm-hmm. might be the cheaper way to do it buy buy a ticket on Flair airlines or swoop or whatever to los angeles and then once that charge shows up on your account you redeem your points against the charge so that's one way to look at it too is it, a lot of these points are basically equivalent to cash and you use them as cash mm-hmm. you know toward, toward the purchase so that's something you can do um if you're into programs like aeroplan uh british airways executive club the the best values there are in business class, uh first class where you get like really outside of value and get huge value for them. So look for those deals too. I mean travel is really hot and comeback right now, so it's it's getting more and more difficult to find deals in those, uh, with those business class tickets because so many people are traveling redeeming, but mm-hmm. they're out there. Okay, we only have about a minute, but
0: uh, is it good to buy extra points? Like I know Airplan always comes out, you can buy actually points and, and get a bonus. So you can get 10000 for, I don't know, $100 or something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the airline and hotel programs uh, for many years now have given you the option to buy points. And then several times per year, they'll add bonuses for buying the points or discounts. Aeroplan is one of them, and so it can make uh, sense to buy them if you're purchasing each point at a, at a level that's less than what you'd be redeeming it for. So, say you found an Aeroplan redemption, uh, a business class redemption, where the points are worth four cents each, say for business class to to Asia somewhere, and Aeroplan has a sale where they're selling them for 1.8 cents per point. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. You'd want to buy them because that's getting you a discount on that flight. That's Mm -hmm. if you don't have enough miles, of course, or points. Or you can top off your account so you can get that reward. So basically, you're just doing a quick calculation of the math. It's like, well, I'm going to redeem and I know I'm going to get four cents per point and I'm only paying 1.8 to buy them. Yes, go and buy them.
0: Patrick Sook, always great information and advice on collecting those rewards. He is the founder of Rewards Canada. You can check out the website, rewardscanada.ca. Always great to chat, Patrick. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Thanks again, Randy.
0: The Sheraton Centre Toronto recently celebrated their 50th anniversary. It's always exciting when a hotel hits a milestone like that. So joining us now to tell us more about the Sheraton Centre Toronto and what it's like to stay a few nights is Tim Reardon. He is the General Manager of the Sheraton Centre Toronto. You can find out more about it on the Marriott website, marriott.com. Hi, Tim.
2: Hello, Randy. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. Congratulations on your 50th anniversary. That's got to be pretty exciting.
2: Great. Right, yeah, well, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, very exciting for our hotel. Uh, you know, obviously to to be in the Toronto community for 50 years is, uh, is something that we're very proud of uh, and something that we had had fun celebrating a couple weeks ago.
0: And I imagine the celebrations kind of would continue through the year?
2: Uh, yeah, you know what, to, to mark the occasion, we uh, not only had our celebration a couple weeks ago, but we're also uh, offering packages uh, throughout the year uh, for our customers to come and enjoy our hotel. Um, whether it's you know one of our premier packages of having a fantastic event in one of our signature suites, uh, to some of the other packages that include welcome amenities, valet parking, cocktails in our new mixology lounge. Uh, We really want people to come and experience our hotel, not only for our our anniversary, but uh, we just completed a very um, intense and uh, meaningful renovation to all of our public spaces. So we absolutely want people to come and enjoy uh, everything that we've just recently done to our hotel.
0: Well, judging by your website, I'm just looking at uh, some of the photos. It's on the Marriott website, marriott.com. Your location is uh, fabulous, right in the heart of downtown, close to many things, it looks like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we are in the centre of it all in Toronto, so we are directly in the, the middle in the heart of the city. Uh, we're connected to The Path, which is an uh, underground walkway of uh, shopping centres and, and malls and restaurants and really uh, is a convenient way to navigate yourself through the city. Uh, we're right across from Nathan Phillips Square, so in, in the the winter season, we'll have ice skating and festivals that will happen over there, uh, and really within reach of anything from the Scotiabank Arena to uh, the Rogers Centre. It's really essentially uh, located everything within within Toronto.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell us uh, about the different types of accommodations, how many rooms you have, some of the amenities that you can offer.
2: Yeah, so we're we're one thousand three hundred and seventy-two guest rooms. We have one hundred and thirty thousand square feet of meeting space and have ballrooms. Uh, from 21,000 uh, square feet that can accommodate up to you know 3,500 people for a reception to you know meeting rooms that do five people. So from a meeting and convention standpoint, we have everything uh, that someone would be looking for and everything that um, we, we have to offer. Um, and our guest rooms are everything from you know we have great views of uh, Nathan Phillips Square to the south part of the city, which is the CN Tower. Uh, and the rest of rest of Toronto um, one of the uh, you know we like I just said we, we just completed a, a really a reimagination of our public spaces which was everything from our lobby space uh, up until our club lounge so our club lounge is located on the 43rd floor 360-degree views of the entire city of Toronto, uh, has great uh, offerings from full breakfast in the morning. Uh, our 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 baristas in the morning who uh, create some really great coffee up there. Transitions into the evening time where our mixologists take over the bar and have some really good food uh, food pairings as well uh, for the evening time. In our lobby space, we just uh, reimagined really what the whole food and beverage experience was at our hotel, um, and we've got dual citizen, which is. It really anchors our lobby. Uh, we previously didn't have a restaurant that really was in the center of our, of our hotel. And we, you know, activated that. Um, it is, you know, coffee and breakfast in the morning, and then transitions into a great uh, cocktail lounge in the evening time. It uh, has seating, you know, a lounge seating, has communal seating, has dining seating. So really meets the need of, you know, our, our leisure traveler and our business traveler to really connect, uh, in that space, how they want, where they want, and when they want. Uh, we have some great uh, studios, which are some small meeting rooms that, if you know, folks need to grab a quick space to just to have a meeting for you know five to to seven people, all wired with audiovisual. Um, in addition to that, we have our soundproof booths, which are re- basically a reinvention of a phone booth. Um, no phones in them, but someone can grab a, a, a soundproof booth and you know, grab a quick phone call or a webinar, and really gives uh, everyone um, no really reason to ever leave our lobby space. So, <laughs> really great activation of our of our lobby. Um, but we didn't stop there. We actually added another venue, which is called Forty Three Down. Uh, it is our mixology focused uh, experience. Uh, it's open Tuesday through Saturday starting at five o'clock available for private uh, events as well but really really a great experience for anyone uh, who's looking for a different type of food and beverage experience from you know the mixology piece to all of the uh, menu items that our, our chef is putting together it's a menu that's meant to change basically every four to six weeks, so we keep it interesting for our customers if they come back to us, uh, and really it's meant to be an experience for, for our customers.
0: So who is your average guest? You mentioned it's, kinda, it's great for both business travelers and uh, leisure travelers, um, and locating so close. I imagine you get a lot of sports fans.
2: You know what? Yeah, we absolutely do, and uh, we, we cater to all. Honestly, we uh, having so much meeting space, uh, you know, we're really uh, a good choice for uh, groups and meetings and events that uh, come to Toronto. Uh, But, yeah, we also cater to the leisure customers who are coming to the city to experience everything Toronto has to offer from, you know, whether it's the Leafs, the Raptors, the Blue Jays. Um, or just coming down for everything that Toronto has to offer from a from a, a theater and a culture standpoint, uh, it's really within walking distance from our from our hotel.
0: It sounds like you can accommodate, you all know, like everybody, like even uh, you know, like families, right?
2: Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, one of the, the great things we offer here uh, for families is we have the largest indoor/outdoor pool uh, in the city. So no matter what time of year, uh, it's open and operational. It's heated. And uh, really is a great amenity, especially during, you know, the colder seasons when uh, pools t- traditionally are not open. Um, is a great thing to offer. But, yeah, the guest rooms we have, uh, all different sizes, all different views, and really can accommodate uh, anyone who's coming downtown to Toronto.
0: I was looking at a photo of the pool. I was going to ask you about that, but you beat me to it. It looks amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. We actually renovated that space as well as part of our, our latest um, work that we did, um, and it is actually something that's very uh, unique to the city and something we're very proud of.
0: And uh, the restaurants, uh, you mentioned, I think you touched on them, but again, they can offer everything from what you're looking for, right?
2: Yeah, you know what, we, we definitely wanted to reimagine that experience from a food and beverage standpoint when we, when we set out on this uh, renovation journey, and, you know, we've accomplished that. Dual, dual Citizen, um, you know, like I talked about, it's right in the middle of the lobby. It anchors that space, but really, uh, from a service point of view, it offers everything from if someone wants to walk down, they just want to grab a coffee and something quick to eat, they can grab it and go. Uh, someone can sit and be served by one of our uh, amazing associates, uh, people can use QR codes to order and pick up. You know, they can, they can um, use them to have delivery to the guest room. So really, it's, it's giving that flexibility to our customer to dine how they want.
0: Mm-hmm. And the views must be amazing.
2: Fantastic. You know, one of the things that we did uh, with the renovation is to really focus and tie in artwork uh, into our space. Uh, it's all uh, from Canadian artists. It all has a story. Um, so when you sit in our, in our lobby space, is this fantastic uh, installation along our escalators of some trilliums that really uh, accentuate the space. Uh, we have a waterfall garden there that you can look out on, uh, and it really sets the tone for the environment for sure.
0: Like I said, the location's uh, amazing. Once you're there, you really don't have to spend a whole lot of money getting around Toronto, so that really helps.
2: Absolutely not. You know, it, it's we're so close, even, even to Union Station, really, which is our hub to get to whether you're, you're trying to get somewhere, you know, From a commuter train to the airport, uh, it's a quick walk. So, you know, navigating the city from our location is is absolutely uh, easy to do.
0: Anything I missed you might want to add?
2: Well, I will say this. One thing about our hotel, um, you know, obviously being in our community for 50 years uh, doesn't come, uh, you know, just by chance. Uh, We have great associates um, that have been here everywhere from five days to 50 years, uh, and they really make the difference to our customers. They make the difference for our hotel. Uh, We're extremely proud uh, of them and and what they do every single day. So, uh, again, it's uh, it's a special place, and our associates bring that to life every single day.
0: Tim Reardon is the general manager of the Sheraton Centre Toronto. You can find out more information and see all the images on the Marriott website, marriott.com. It was uh, fun chatting with you, Tim. Thank you.
2: Same here, Randy. Appreciate it.
0: The Hawaiian Tourism Authority recently launched their Malama Hawaii program where you can volunteer for things like a beach cleanup or help with a native tree planting, for example, and qualify for special discounts or even a free night from a participating hotel. So here now to tell us more about the program and traveling to Hawaii in general is Kalani Ka'ana'ana. He is the chief brand officer with the Hawaiian Tourism Authority. Their website is GoHawaii.com. Hi, Kalani. Aloha. Hello, everyone. Yeah, that's what I should have said. I should have said aloha. My, <laughs> It's been a while since I've been to Hawaii. So tell me what the last couple of years has been like. I know it's been pretty rough in the travel industry. How has uh, Hawaii gotten through it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think for us, like many places across the world, uh, we saw the impacts of COVID-19 and the pandemic uh, devastate our economy and just sort of our normal way of living. Um, but I'm really proud. Of the people of Hawaii for their resilience uh, and their ability to take care of one another uh, and to make sure that we, as island people, uh, understood the responsibility that we have one to another as a community. And so I'm not saying that that's exclusive to Hawaii. Uh, we saw that all over the world, but I'm really proud of our folks out in the islands
0: now it seems to me like a lot of canadians especially a lot of western canadians uh go to hawaii have been to hawaii they go on a regular basis sometimes it's uh, more than uh once a year Uh, i sometimes think though that's a blessing and a curse because uh you have regular visitors but they kind of get into their own little comfort zone and maybe they don't explore other parts of the island what are your thoughts on on that
3: Yeah, you know, I think repeat travelers uh, really are about 60% or so um, of of our travelers from Canada. Um, For us, though, I think, you know, we actually really enjoy repeat visitors um, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they learn to live like local folks and they understand the nuances of of the community and how to move around through it. And so uh, in terms of respectful or responsible travel, I think it's positive from that regard. I think one opportunity, though, for those repeat travelers is to visit other islands if they're going to the same one, uh, because the Hawaii has six visitable islands, and, and each of them has a completely different experience to them. So for those that go to the same one every time, maybe you're a Maui uh, traveler, um, I'd encourage you to visit the island of Hawaii or Kauai or Maui or Oahu. So,
0: yeah. Uh, How easy is it to get around uh, between the islands? If I wanted to visit all of them, uh, how easy would that be?
3: Yeah, it's quite easy. Uh, The only way to do it is by air. Uh, We're serviced by a number of airlines, including Hawaiian Airlines, uh, Southwest, and Mokulele are the three primary inter-island airlines. So lots of options. Uh, Mokulele tends to serve smaller airports, although they do connect to the larger ones as well. Um, But yeah, Hawaiian, Southwest, and Mokulele.
0: And what's the best way to experience? If I was uh, someone who's never been to Hawaii and you were going to tell me what's what's the best way to experience Hawaii, no matter where you go, uh, uh, take in some of the culture and some of the things you can do.
3: Yeah, you know, I think for us, Hawaii has a broad range of activities that folks can enjoy. Obviously, we're known for our beaches and trails and beautiful natural uh, resources. But um, I think there's top-notch golf. I think there's great retail and shopping if that's what you want to do. And really, I think the latest push we've been encouraging visitors to consider is the phrase, the tagline we're using is take a trip that gives back. Uh, There are a number of volunteerism opportunities that are really culturally minded and rooted uh, that are different and and something that I'm thinking most visitors haven't experienced, like being in a loika'lo or a taro patch, uh, which is our staple crop and learning about um, our relationship to food and, and through a cultural lens. And so there's opportunities to volunteer. Uh, like that, that I think are new for most visitors.
0: Mm-hmm. So so let's expand on that. Uh, is that part of the uh, Malama program, giving back? Uh, and how would you set that up? How would you go about, uh, I don't know, is it part of a tour, or, or how would you do that?
3: Yeah, so um, the easiest way to explore some of those options, uh, the Malama Hawaii program, uh, which literally translates to caring for Hawaii, uh, is found at GoHawaii.com slash Malama, M-A-L-A-M-A. And so you can find all kinds of opportunities there. And so if you don't want to get as muddy uh in the tarot patch, you can do quilting. Uh and the quilts are donated to local elders who need them. Or you can sand the deck of the Missouri. Uh there's all kinds of things. And so all of those opportunities are there on the website and you would book them like you would any other tour or, or package.
0: Nice. Uh, tell me about some of the uh, arts and culture and the cuisine that people that, that's that's specific to Hawaii that uh, people could enjoy.
3: Yeah, you know, I think Hawaii has become known for what has been termed Hawaii regional cuisine, uh, and really started by a group of chefs uh, not long ago uh, that really were at the pioneering end of what has become ubiquitous as farm to table, um, and so. We're really excited about, I think, the fusion of flavors in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii has been blessed with many, many cultures and ethnicities. And so uh, living on an island in a small place, uh, that fusion of those uh, flavors and methods really, I think, is the highlight for most of our cuisine. Uh,
0: it, It seems to me the weather is always nice in Hawaii. Is there a specific time when it's better to visit Hawaii?
3: You know, I would encourage visitors to think about um, non-peak times. Um, Summer, obviously, is a really big time for us and also for winter, and so it's not horrible, right? We love our snowbirds. Um, But if you were looking for times like October, actually, uh, are a great time of year for us. And so any of the slower periods uh, might be good uh, just before spring break um, or, like I said, in the fall, like around October. But um, any time weather-wise, Uh, The weather is great. Hawaii really has two seasons. One's a little bit wetter than the others, but it's usually passing showers even then. And that's what we consider winter. But, um, yeah, we get pretty fair weather all throughout.
0: (laughs) And that's why we love it. Uh, Tell me about some of the uh, events or festivals you might have coming up that people could enjoy.
3: Actually, we're really excited right now, and so if you're really itching to get on a plane uh, right now, uh, the Hawaii Food and Wine Festival is happening now, which is always a highlight, I think, for us in the islands. Uh, coming up in the spring, obviously, the Mary Monarch Festival on the island of Hawaii is another good one. Um, if you came a little bit earlier in September, every September we have something called Aloha Festivals, uh, which is a large outdoor festival in Waikiki on the island of O'ahu. Um, we have the marathon, actually the Honolulu Marathon coming up in December. Uh, if you're a runner, uh, is a great marathon to participate in December. I think it's the first week of December every year. And so we're really excited for those uh, upcoming festivals.
0: Nice. Uh, we only have about a minute or so, but uh, anything I've missed that you you might want to add for people thinking about planning a trip to Hawaii?
3: Yeah, I think if you haven't been to Hawaii in a while, uh, please note that there have been a lot of changes during the pandemic. A lot of our properties have reinvested in renovations. Many of our tour and activity companies have come up with new tours uh, and really just sort of gone to to work during the pandemic pause uh, to reinvent themselves and come up with new creative products. So there's lots of new stuff to see and do. Also, many of our natural resources, uh, including some of our busiest parks like Diamond Head State Monument, have new reservation systems. So, if you've been used to going to a place uh, but haven't been in a while, do check and see if there's a new reservation system in place uh, at those sites.
0: And if you want to plan your trip, the best way to go uh, to start is to go to your website, gohawaii.com. Lots of uh, information there. Uh, Kalani, Anna is the Chief Brand Officer with Hawaii Tourism Authority. Again, that website is GoHawaii.com. It was a uh, real pleasure chatting with you, Kalani. Thank you so much.
3: Likewise. Mahalo and
0: aloha. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.